Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. I'm Shauna Comte-Game, this is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about getting to know New Orleans.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. All right, this is Travel Tuesday, and we're going to bring you to New Orleans. I'm here with my husband, Jeff, travel writer, and we recently went on a trip to New Orleans, and, you know, I hadn't been since I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I went to Mardi Gras, which is really the reason that most people know New Orleans, um, but when you're five years old and you're going to Mardi Gras, the last thing I remember was people flashing. All I really cared about were the beads, and I got a ton of beads, so It was fun to go back this time and see a different side of New Orleans. And what I really loved was there is an entrepreneurial spirit in New Orleans that has really developed, especially after Katrina. And so we were there for an entrepreneurial conference and met our friend Todd, who um, is going to join us on the podcast and kind of journey around New Orleans with us. But uh, Jeff, what were some of your favorite places in New Orleans? Well, I think first we want to know, did you actually have to flash to get the beads when you're when you're five years old? Uh, no, there was no flashing. Uh, I've been to New Orleans many times as an adult. Uh, I think I went one time as a kid, uh, and uh, it's one of my favorite cities, um, but it is really exploding right now. It's a really great time to go. Um, uh, since Katrina, they have, uh, which is over 10 years ago now, the, the, the Hurricane Katrina, I just say, uh, they have really built up New Orleans and a lot more restaurants, uh, a lot more things to do in the city. Um, and it's just, it's just a really spectacular time to really go to New Orleans. And so when we went, uh, we stayed at the old 77 hotel, which is really cool hipster haven of a hotel. Um, we were really uh, surprised. It used to be an old chandlery, uh, chandlery, I should say chandlery, um, and a leather, making place wasn't it or something like that but it's a really great place um they have a restaurant inside and in another article i i interviewed uh top chef their their head chef there nina compton uh the restaurant the name is i'm gonna butcher the french here but i think it's compre lapin She's she's good at the uh, French uh, pronunciations, but it is a really good, great restaurant. We ate there a couple times and um, for breakfast and for for dinner, and they have some seriously really good food and um, some seriously really good cocktails too in their in their open bar area. But the whole hotel really kind of feels open, doesn't it? It feels like it just you know kind of an open area. Um, they have lots of great artwork ar- around the hotel, um, so I would highly recommend there. The other thing too, in where the hotel is, it's this revitalized um it's where we went for the conference festival thing that we went for um but uh the warehouse district is where it's it's located and this is a really um revived uh, area of of the city um we ate at how many times we go to the saint james cheese and wine shop like three three different times um that is amazing that's right around the corner from the hotel um i really want to go back to koshan butcher which is um uh, the the offshoot of a, of another thing called uh, Koshan, the the restaurant, and it's a uh, butchery and sandwich place. Um, their mac and cheese is just ooey gooey and to die for. You really you really need to try that. So so New Orleans is just one of these really great cities. It always has been, but this is a great time to go check it out. Um, so our friend Todd Ragusa gave us a local's perspective and some insight into New Orleans. So I'm a public relations consultant, and I work for a number of different organizations, uh, elected officials, and um, 
a lot of advocacy campaigns, uh, so issue-based campaigns. And you guys know me from my work with the Idea Village, which produces New Orleans Entrepreneur Week each year. And uh, they've really helped transform New Orleans into this uh, startup hub of the South, uh, which has been doing some really cool things. And we've had some really cool companies uh, grow in this ecosystem. So it's been fun to be part of that. Yeah. And are you, uh, were you born in New Orleans or are you a transplant? Yeah. So people, um, in the New Orleans area tend to claim New Orleans, uh, which I do too, but I was more precisely born in Jefferson parish in, in a suburb called Metairie. Uh, so in, in Louisiana, we have parishes, not counties, which might be, uh, news to some folks. So, uh, I was just born and raised in the adjacent parish, Jefferson parish. And, uh, went away to grad school, lived in Denver for a while, uh, lived in D.C. for a little while, and found my way back to New Orleans about a month before Hurricane Katrina. That's that's uh, interesting timing. <laughs> yeah, good timing to, to have all your stuff in a storage unit. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there are just so many reasons to love New Orleans. I mean, the food, the people. Um, it's just such a unique city. But what are some of the reasons why you love New Orleans? Um, I think I love it for the same reasons that people like to visit it. Um, but when you live here, you're even a little bit more keyed in and plugged in. There's a, a colleague and I were just talking. There's seems like there's a new festival that happens every weekend. Uh, and now it's getting to the point where there's two festivals happening every weekend. And you have to kind of choose. Uh, this weekend, I think there's three. There's a gumbo festival, a book festival, and um, – another uh fest going on around town so there's a lot of stuff to do and so you're never short of ideas for you know what kind of fun to have on any given weekend um so you mentioned uh katrina you guys moved there then uh what uh what have you seen that there's a difference post and pre-katrina um well i think pre-katrina i don't think it would be too offensive or or um, a stretch to say that New Orleans was kind of a city on decline, uh, and then you know Katrina was a was a terrible tragedy and people lost their lives, but it was also an opportunity for us to kind of stop the clock and and pause that downward uh, momentum and start uh, to kind of reassess where we wanted to be as a city. And I think what what we've seen since two thousand five. Uh, was that a lot of people um, kind of decided we were as a city going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and not necessarily wait for government, federal, or state assistance and and really bring back our city ourselves. Um, and and so you've seen a lot of people step into leadership positions, and you've seen communities become much more connected and plugged in. And, um, you know, real strengthening a more robust sense of community, I guess you could say. What are uh, some of the be- some of the better neighborhoods in, in uh, New Orleans for a traveler to go there and hang out to, you know, go eat, drink or do whatever? Yeah. So New Orleans is really a city of neighborhoods and each neighborhood has its own unique characteristics and and reasons why you would want to go visit there. 
Um, so of course you've got the French quarter, which I think is probably the visual that pops in the most people's minds when they think new Orleans with its Spanish style architecture and, and, you know, Bourbon street is there. Cafe du Monde is there. Jackson square. It's kind of the iconic, uh, view that most people see of the city. Um, and there's a lot of fun to be had in the French quarter, but, uh, all there's surrounding neighborhoods and, that each have their own kind of character and charm. That's a lot of, a lot of fun and can cater to different interests. So, for example, you've got uh, the Marigny, which is uh, got a lot of very cool architecture, a um, lot of live music uh, venues out there where you can hear some really good and eclectic music. Um, just past the Marigny, you've got the Bywater which is kind of a transitioning neighborhood that has um, a new um, art art scene, you could say. Um, you've got the Warehouse District, which has a lot of great restaurants and uh, art galleries. You've got the Garden District, which, as it's implied in the name, has really nice gardens and really nice homes. Uh, you can do garden tours out there. and uh, The famous Commander's Palace restaurant is out there. Uh, so you can make a little day out of that. And there's some really great shopping along Magazine Street as well. Um, you've got uptown in the university areas where there's some you know, grand houses as well as Audubon Park and Audubon Zoo. Uh, you've got Lakeview, the lake area, which is on Lake Pontchartrain. There's sailing and fishing and um, you know, things to do on the water. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of neighborhoods. I know I'm leaving some out, but... Um, there's a little bit of something for everyone, uh, for, for folks coming down looking for a you know, late-night cocktail to folks wanting to kind of experience architecture and, and take a garden tour. So there's a range of things to do, and they can be found in the various neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, it's more, it's more than just Bourbon Street and stuff. I think people don't Definitely always, don't always know that, Street. yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think people don't appreciate that. And also, as a local, you know, I can't tell you the last time I went to Bourbon Street. So it's <laughs> right. It's it's, it, it's definitely a tourist attraction. If you come down, you want to experience it once. Yeah. But I think you'll find that there's there's a lot more that the city has to offer. And and if you're coming as a family, um, there there's things that are really family friendly and a lot of fun as well that uh, don't involve uh, <laughs> jello shots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think I've seen a few people have some jello shots too on that street. Yeah. The big thing is that, uh, Pat O'Brien's, you can get a hand grenade, which is a, a red fruity beverage that'll just knock you, <laughs> knock you down. Neon <laughs> <laughs> green, uh, drinks called hand grenades that are served in a hand grenade shaped, uh, to go cup. That's another unique feature. I think about new Orleans is the to go cup. You can walk out on the streets with your beverage uh, and, and journey from bar to bar, which is kind of a, a neat experience. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. What Since you're in the, in the PR business, uh, what are some of the newer hotels that have moved into the city? Yeah, there's been a lot popping up and there continue to be more. There's a lot of skyscrapers in the sky right now. But um, two that kind of come to mind are a different vibe. One is an Ace Hotel. Uh, it's got that kind of very cool hipster urban vibe, uh, and it boasts a pretty nice uh, rooftop pool as well. So this is a cool place to hang out. It's a great place to have dinner. 
uh, very cool rooms and, and some nice lounging on the pool deck as well. And then, um, so that's downtown in the warehouse district. And then a kind of a different vibe is the old Pontchartrain hotel on St. Charles Avenue has, was, uh, not a hotel for, I think a decade or more. Um, but it, it, it kind of has roots in, in, you know, the Hollywood era past, but now it's been renovated to kind of pay tribute to that old classic new Orleans vibe. And it has a rooftop bar and uh, a restaurant and a piano bar. Uh, and it's been redone in a really fantastic way. So it's, it's a different vibe that's uptown, but, um, it's also something that I think folks might want to check out. And probably the most important question that I'm, I'm going to ask you is, um, who has the best beignets? Oh, I mean that's easy. Uh, Cafe Du Monde, hands down, mm-hmm. hands down. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, it's probably one of these childhood things where I used to go there with my grandparents when I was a little kid, and you just get covered in the white powdered sugar. <laughs> and I still do as an adult. But, hey, uh, hey, we still like that experience. <laughs> so that you're never too old for powdered sugar. Yeah, and you can't have enough powdered sugar. Um, so yeah, I'd say Cafe Dumont. I've realized recently though that the line in the morning on the weekends is crazy. So get there early or or get there really late because I think it's a twenty four hour uh, uh, a day kind of deal. So you yeah, can the go one, the one the one in the the French Quarter. That's twenty four hours, right? I think. Yeah, that's yeah. twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Around the morning hours, the line seems to stretch down the block. So right. uh, I'd try to maybe make it a late night snack instead of a breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good way to sop up all those hand grenades. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we, when we met you, we stayed at the old 77 hotel and we're going to mention that earlier in the episode. We mentioned that earlier in the episode, I should say. Um, but, and that's in the warehouse district. What, what are some of the places you love uh, to go to in the warehouse district? Yeah. So in the warehouse district, there are a few restaurants that are really good. Um, uh, there's a couple of restaurants by Chef Donald Link that are fantastic. One is Kushan. It's kind of a newer contemporary Cajun cuisine, which is great. And uh, I think I bumped into you guys next door at Butcher, which is kind of the sandwich shop extension of Kushan, which is a little more upscale. But but Butcher is where you can go get a really nice sandwich uh, for lunch or dinner, and and it's 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 affordable as well. And then uh, he also has. Uh, restaurants herb saint which is more white tablecloth but really fantastic meals there as well right what um uh so you mentioned the the festivals earlier are there any festivals that you usually go to that you like a lot yeah well i mean the big one is jazz fest and that just brings in hundreds of thousands of people and some world-class entertainment to new orleans and that's uh, in the spring every year, and it just keep, seems to keep growing and growing. That's, that's a great time to come into New Orleans. Um, and if you if you can't get in for Jazz Fest at that time, every music venue in town just has these great acts who are just kind of supplementing their schedule by playing gigs around town. So that's a really good time to come to New Orleans. And, you know, you mentioned one of the unique things about New Orleans, obviously, that you can take your uh, your sippy cup beverage into the street. But um, <laughs> what are some other kind of unique things about New Orleans that maybe somebody might not know about? Yes. Um, well, we were talking about festivals and good times to come in. I mean, 
there's there's kind of no better time than Mardi Gras, the greatest free show on earth. Um, and there's something for everyone at Mardi Gras. I mean, a lot of people think of Bourbon Street and you know, flashing for beads, but you know, you can get a totally different experience down the parade route where it's really families, uh, having kind of picnic style lunch throughout the day and kids on ladders, catching beads and trinkets. And it's a fantastic time. Uh, so I think there's a, probably a misconception about Mardi Gras, but it's really a, an experience where the whole community can come together and, and enjoy something that's unique to New Orleans. I mean, because there's there's more than just the one parade, too, right? There's there's multiple different neighborhood parades. Oh, there's tons of parades. So um, if you were to come in, the so leading up to Mar- Mardi Gras starts on King's Day, uh, which is January sixth. Uh, so that's when the season kicks off, and then as you get closer to Mardi Gras, which is um, it, it's not a specific date because it kind of floats on the calendar depending on when when lent and easter are it's a whole catholic tradition thing but um the two the two weeks or so leading up to mardi gras there's parades throughout the day on the weekends and there's some weeknight parades as well and every community has one um the big ones kind of seem to take place on the same routes or generally in the same areas um so and and depending on where you go there's a different vibe um yeah. And so, so Mardi Gras is made up of all these different carnival clubs. They're called crews, K R E W E. Um, and the crews are essentially these social clubs that people pay dues into. And, uh, each crew may have its own parade. And, uh, so the parades are free. Uh, they don't, it's, it's illegal for parades to be sponsored, uh, by corporations. So it kind of maintains that kind of pure authentic element um and it's just paid for by the dues that that these folks pay and then um they buy their own beads and trinkets and cups and frisbees and stuffed animals to throw uh to to the jeering crowds so it's it's a it's a unique tradition and and one that's really alive and well and it gets bigger every year which is which is really good to know we've had a couple new parades actually come online in the last couple years which is good to see as well so you, meant, you mentioned about a uh, misconception about Mardi Gras. Uh, are there any other misconceptions about New Orleans that people should know about that that's really, you know, that New Orleans maybe gets a bad rap for? Well, why don't you tell me what, uh, like, maybe what are some of your thoughts on New Orleans? And I can tell you if they're, if they're accurate or well, not. Well, I think, like, like you mentioned, like, you know, people just flashing in the street and, you know, uh, that kind of stuff like that. I mean, I, is it just a crazy party all the time? Uh, there can be, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, so there can be any number of experiences. Um, but, but really, so, um, you know, if, if you're young and looking to have some fun on Bourbon street, that's going 24 seven. Um, but if, but if you want to go have a nice meal and more relaxed atmosphere and listen to some authentic jazz, I mean, we've got some of the best musicians in the world who live here. Um, you can do that too, and you can totally avoid the the more uh, debauched uh, atmosphere. And why might now be a good time for someone to come visit New Orleans? Right now is a great time because um, there's a lot going on. Um, New Year's Eve is coming up. We're a big New Year's Eve. Town. I think we consistently rank like number one or number two 
tourist town in the country. Um, 2018 is going to be the tricentennial of New Orleans, and there's a whole schedule of events and activities throughout 2017 and 2018 to celebrate that 300th anniversary. So there's really no better time to come uh, than in, in these coming months and, and throughout the next year or so. So New Orleans really is this awesome city to travel to as a millennial. There's so much going on. If you live there as a local, there's a huge entrepreneurial spirit that is just blossoming. And it's just one of those cities that truly is indescribable. So make sure you add it onto your list and check out all the cool places that we talked about and that Todd shared as well. Uh, There'll be links in the show notes, so go ahead and check those out. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at Millennial underscore Money. Thanks for joining us for Travel Tuesday.